this? Yeah, I got no king name on the right. Let's ask the Lord to help us, Lord. Let's Lord come to you in Jesus' name. And we ask, Lord, that you'll help us with the lesson and that you'll teach us what you have us to learn in this lesson. Just let me pray. Amen. If I get the call of guys, I don't have COVID. Steve gave me this coughing spell I get. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not COVID. <laughs> Alright, anyway, let's keep going. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Ain't that what we were just talking about, Steve? Yeah. And you see why I couldn't sit down? You know, this is, I'm sitting here thinking about this all night. So I got to break this down. And let me tell you about this. This week, I really, I, I feel like I've asked the Lord... For the past couple weeks, but especially this week, show me how to be a leader at work. Show, teach me how to be a leader. Show me how to lead the men that I'm in charge of. And let me tell you what I believe. I, I feel like the Lord broke this down for me. For I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. God was writing this to the Romans. Now the Romans, no doubt, probably had it worse than any other Christian on the planet. With Nero and the and Caesars that were there in Rome, these men were not just killed. That, that would have been easy. These men were just obliterated. They were tortured. They were starved. They were fed to wild animals. These men were, and, and women, and, and whoever followed the Lord, they were made examples of. So Paul, as the leader of the church at this time, he is what he's doing here is he's encouraging them. That he's encouraging them. He's telling them, hold on, just keep going. For I consider. So in another word, he says, I reckon. And let me tell you what consider means. It says, think carefully about something. To think carefully about something. So he says, for I consider. He's thought carefully about this. That the sufferings, and suffering means undergoing pain, distress, or hardships. So the, he has considered that the things that he's going through right this second, the sufferings, which is jail, he's been whipped, he's been shipwrecked, you name it, it's happened to Paul. He's been humiliated of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. And he's telling them, let me, let me, I wrote some of these things down. Keep going to church. Keep reading your Bibles. Keep living a Bible-centered life. Keep discerning truth from lies. Keep doing that. Keep on. Be encouraged tonight and to keep going. Keep standing for Christ in your workplace, and in your home, and in your recreation. Continue to stand for Him. Keep going, keep going, keep going. Be encouraged and don't stop. That's what I truly believe He was saying there in number 18 was, one day, one day, we won't have these problems. Let's look at number 19. We're not going to go too far. We're only going to go to chapter number 25. Let's look at number 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. So, I know that's a lot to say here. Let's look at the NLT version. It says, for all creation 
is waiting eagerly for that future day when God will reveal who his children really are. And I truly believe that 19 is not about the rapture. It's not about when Jesus comes back. And if you think about that, tonight at the dinner table, we were talking about some of the most horrific things that you could even come up with. With what's going on over there in Afghanistan. I told y'all I met that detective a couple of weeks ago who was with the SV unit who handles he handles sexual assaults against minors. These are things that are just despicable. I mean, just the absolute, they're so bad that I hate that we have to have a man like that employed in Wake County. I hate that. That, that says something about this time and age when this man has a job. He's got enough cases to keep him busy. And what I feel like Paul is saying here is there will come a day when Jesus comes back that we won't have to hear of that nasty mess anymore. We won't have to watch men and women try to crawl the insurance company every single chance they possibly can get. We won't have to hear of men backbiting another man. We won't have to hear lies. We won't have to hear that mess. We won't have to suffer. And, and what I, I read an article listening about number 18. This Bible was, uh, this man was talking about, he, was, he wrote a note about number 18, talking about suffering. And the man was saying a lot of preachers talk about Paul's suffering physically, how he had to physically be beat and hurt and go through all these pains of, of being in jail and being chained up. But what he was also saying was is that he felt like Paul was also suffering spiritually because he was surrounded by nothing but negativity. He was surrounded by nothing but hatred for one another. Just absolute the meanest of the meanest. So he was talking about not just physical harm but just these men were so vile in dealing with them. And there was no one more vile than the Romans. For the earnest expectation of creation eagerly waits for the revealing of the sons of God. And that's talking about the rapture. For the creation, let's read over the NLT. Against its will, all creation was subjected to God's curse. Now, what was that curse? That's when Adam fell. We were all subjected to the curse. But with eager hope, the creation looks forward to the day. Thank you. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to that day. Yes, I'm looking forward to when the lamb can lay down by the lion. Yeah. And not just, and I'm not saying that physically, where there's a, and I, there, I'm sure there'll be a physical lion and a physical lamb there, but I'm talking about when men who were once known for just mean and hatred things are now as lambs. You see what I'm saying? Where, where men's hearts are truly just changed, where it's different over there. I would, I would be rich if I had a dollar every time I saw somebody try to lie at work especially with automotive claims and stuff like that. People lie all the time and it just sickens me. It's just, it's aggravating to me how men think that they can capitalize on somebody else's mistake. It just, yeah. Yeah. There, there's no humility and there's no bashfulness about it. It's completely out in the open. I mean, it's, it's no bashfulness whatsoever. No shame. No, not, not even... Not even a trace of, 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 of shame. 
There was a man this week, he hit a deer on the left front, and it looked like he had hit a tree on the right front, on the right door. And he said, they both happened at the same time. And I'm thinking, there ain't no deer accident on the right, you know, but what am I to say about it? It's not my decision whether the insurance company pays for it or not, but he talked to the insurance company, they decided to pay for it. And I'm thinking, man, son, you, you can't do that kind of stuff. You, you know, don't you fear the Lord? Isn't, isn't there any fear of the Lord there whatsoever? Why don't you just look at him and go, I just, I, I don't, I ask Video you. her doing that. And just yeah, play. and just play it. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a meme is what that'll be. But, or a gift. That's, That's what it'll right. be a gift. But, but they, these, these men just, they don't have no concern whatsoever. And, and I asked him about it when it came to the shop. I said, man, that door, that ain't got nothing to do with this deer. I said, does it? And he said, he said, yeah, when I hit the deer, I swerved to hit a tree. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. Yeah, right. But they lie. People lie. And, they're, and it's not even... It's one thing if you lie and you, you've made a mistake and you ask the Lord to forgive you. But these men and women are lying with no sense of fear of the Lord or sorrowfulness or bashfulness or anything. It, I, I just, I don't know. You know, Travis, it's so funny you went there just this morning. My cousin Daniel's gotten the habit of lying a lot. And he lied to me like three times. <coughs> Same thing three times in a row. And I was trying to explain to him, Sam Daniel, look, the Bible says, let your yea be yea and your nay be nay. All a man has is his word. If you can't be trusted, then what good are you? You have to be someone that can be trusted. And, uh, and a lot of people don't realize that. If your word is no good, you can't be trusted. I mean, you got a lot of people that come up the same job. A lot of people don't realize that nowadays that, you know, all a man has is his word. I like this part right here. I like that. It says, right here in the LT, it says, the creation, which is us, the creation looks forward to the day when it will join God's children in glorious freedom from death and decay. And I look forward to that day too, for we know that all creation has been groaning. So this is talking about, let me read it to explain to you. For we know that all creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. And what, what he's trying to get here is it took a little while for me to kind of understand exactly what he was saying here, was that those childbirths, when, a, when that childbirth happens, you want it to hurry up and come on, let's go, let's get it over with, let's get this baby out, let's, let's do that. Or at least that's the way I took it. And that's the same way I think it here is, is that he's likening the desire of creation for the king to come back to a woman about to have a child. It's hurry up, let's get to it, let's do this, let's, let's go to the hospital, let's go, let's go, let's go. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy now I'll this part right here. And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory. For we long for our bodies to be released from the sin and suffering. Amen. We too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full right as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. I, I want to break this down just for a second. I want to look at this first up to this comma right here. 
And we believers also groan, even though we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory. The Holy Spirit in my heart is undescribable. Having the Holy Spirit in my heart to guide and direct me, it's almost like having a parent inside of me or a teacher. Sometimes I do right, and the Holy Spirit feels good in my heart. Sometimes I do bad, and man, it feels like I'm just the worst person on the planet. Sometimes that's the way it goes. Having the Holy Spirit in my heart is joy that I've never understood before. I can be content. For the first time in my whole life, I can be content. I never thought how wonderful being content would feel. But being, but what I feel like, and just be, just follow me here just for a second to see what you think. But when it says that we have the Holy Spirit within us as a foretaste of the future glory, I take that as the Holy Spirit is almost like an appetizer, almost like like yeah. here's just a little bit yeah. of what you will actually get there. Yeah. Here's yeah. here's a here's a little a little baby part of what you're going. To, and I'm not in no way putting the Holy Spirit down. I'm just saying that He's saying right here that we have the Holy Spirit within us as a, as a foretaste. And I think that's right around nineteen. You know. First one you said. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I'm sorry. Last right up with 18. The first yeah. one. Yeah. You know. For we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering. I want to. I want to tell you what I. Well, let's let, let's keep going. To number 25. We too, or we'll go to that at last part of number. Uh, or yeah, we'll stay here on number 24. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something we don't have yet, we must wait patiently and confidently. What Paul was getting at here tonight was, was even though his church, and when I say Paul church, I mean Jesus Christ church, but Paul worked very hard for it, so I'm just calling it his. What Paul was saying to his fellow Christians of that day in Rome, stay the course. It's hard, it hurts, it stinks, it burns, it aches. It's thirsty, hungry. You're going through that kind of stuff. It's things that we as Americans have never faced as long as we've been here. But we still face difficulties being Christians. We still, I still feel like the minority everywhere I go, I, except here. Out there in the world, I was almost, it's almost like I have to hide who I really am because of you know, people find out you're a Christian, they look at you like, I don't know, like people look at Steve. <laughs> I mean, Steve doesn't, but I mean, I, I'm I know I look like I got three eyeballs. <laughs> when you it. told that man today, I mean, he was thinking, I hear it at, house, at the house and then I got to come to work and listen to it, you know. But, but it's just, but Christians today suffer this, you know, not the same things as Paul was going through, but in a way they kind of do. They, our, our voices are not accepted. The Bible is a few laws away from being called a hate speech. You see what I'm saying? I mean, Christians are not welcomed in this day and age. If anything, they're made fun of and humiliated. They think, like Steve has told us, that when a, a man says, I love you to another man, they think, oh, man, get out of here with that nasty mess. You know? I don't believe how many dirty looks I get just because I tell everyone I love them. You know, even there will be a day, Jason, when that won't be weird anymore. That there'll be a day where that'll be normal, you know. And boy, I, I truly, truly, truly look forward to it. 
But what Paul was going to do was he was encouraging his church, he was encouraging Jesus' church to keep going. I want to tell you what I got out of this. Let me tell you what I thought about. As I was reading this, and I was thinking of how good my life has been. I've never had to spend the night at Wake Dead, other than when my babies were born, and that was it. I've never had to go to a cancer treatment center, never had to do anything like that. But I wonder how many sick people have read this right here. I wonder how many slaves have read this. It, it, it was written on what, almost 2,000 years ago when Paul was alive. I wonder how many mothers with sick babies have read what we just did and they took hope in the words of Paul. I wonder how many people dying of cancer alone or, or dying of COVID even have read and been comforted by the words of Paul here and thought just a little bit further, just a little bit further, just a little bit further. And I ask you tonight, in Jesus' name, if you don't have that peace, which I'm looking at right here, I feel like you do, I, I mean, but just take courage in the Lord tonight. Keep waving the Christian banner. You see what I'm saying? Keep waving it. Keep living your life and lining it up to the Bible. Continue to not watch filthy mess on television. Continue to be a light at work for Jesus Christ. You see what I'm saying? Continue to do the right thing. Continue to pay your taxes. And I'm, I'm going to tell you, and this is, this is, don't talk ugly about one another. You see what I'm saying? Continue not doing that. Is it easy to? Is it fun to? Is it easy to do that sometimes? Yes, but we are Christians. And we represent a king that is not of this country. And it is our job as Christians to represent that king like we were representing, you know, a president of our country, you know, of the United States or whoever. I love you guys very much. Be encouraged. In Jesus' name. Amen.